Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. friends. Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Kelsey Beebe. And as I always say, I am so, so thankful for you taking time out of your day, especially right now as we go through this Sermon on the Mount series. We are in our seventh episode of this series and I am enjoying it. I've heard from a few of you who are getting a lot out of it. So thank you so, so much. And please, if you are liking this, reach out. I love, love to hear from you. You can always go to the website. You can send me an email, revkelsey at dancingpastor.org. I really appreciate hearing your feedback. I do want to mention, as I've been mentioning in the last few episodes, there are so many ways that you can help support this podcast. If you are liking it, give us a rate or a review, share on social media. You can even donate through our website, but whatever way you can support, we are so, so grateful. It means the absolute world to me. We are a small team. It is myself and our sound editor, Bree, who work on this together and just know that anytime we hear from you in any capacity, we are just so, so thankful. Okay, my friends, let's dive in. We are reading and continuing on Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34. I invite you to enter into a a position in your heart where you can listen and receive these words. Take a deep breath in. And let it out. Relax your shoulders, relax your jaw, relax your gut, and hear these words from Jesus. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly creator feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will God not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly creator knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So my friend, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. I want to read that last verse one more time. It's just so good. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Let's pray. 
God of goodness and mercy, help us to hear these words from Christ as a reminder of how much you love us, how much you care for us. Help us to hear these as words of comfort and reassurance. May we lean into you and trust in you, O God. And as I do every week, God, I pray for those who are listening today. That whatever is going on in their lives, may they feel your presence with them. Give them grace and courage. Give them a little sunshine peeking through the clouds. Help them know that you are there. That they are never alone. And gracious God, we pray for our world. We pray, especially for the people of India, that they may receive the love and support they need. We pray for the loved ones of George Floyd who are still mourning and will forever be mourning. We pray for the people of our world and especially the people in America. Guide us, O oh God, towards equity and justice and hope. We pray all of this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. When I read this passage about worrying, it feels a little ironic to me because I tend to be a worry wart. <laughs> my parents were just here visiting for a week and we talked even about, you know, my food stuff. I, I look at expiration dates religiously. Like if something says it expired yesterday, it's done. Like, <laughs> I don't want to touch it. I've had too many issues with food poisoning and things like that. I just, I don't even want to risk it. Uh, you know, I, I worry about little things like that. And it's kind of always been a joke in my family about me being the worry wart. But I know I'm not alone. I know that there are lots of people who worry as humans. It's just part of our DNA. We worry. We worry about what's for dinner. We worry about the safety and well-being of our families. We worry about what will happen tomorrow. We worry about jobs or finances. We worry about our weight. We worry about what we're wearing. We worry about what other people think of us. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Our minds tend to be consumed with worry. And in fact, as I was prepping for this episode, I did a quick little Google search and learned that the average person spends a total of at least two hours a day worrying. Two hours a day worrying, not consecutively, obviously, but throughout the day, it adds up to about two hours. And for the lifespan of about 65 years, that adds up to four to five years worth of worrying in our lifetime. Four to five years of worrying, which blew my mind, especially when I connect it to that question that Jesus asks in the passage we read today, when he says, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your lifespan? Oh, it's like getting punched in the gut when I read that. Clearly, I am not adding to my life by worrying. Instead, I'm taking away from it. What am I taking away from when I'm worrying so much? I want to avoid us going down a shame spiral about how much we worry, because I don't think that was Jesus's intention here. It even says, you know, God knows that you need food. God knows that you need clothing. God knows that you need shelter. 
And Jesus says, God knows that. But focus especially on the kingdom. It relates to what we were talking about last week. You know, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. What are we focusing on? What's our intention? What is bringing life and what is taking life away? Because Jesus is all about bringing in new life, not just eternal life, but life here and now on earth. So I want us to avoid going down this shame spiral, right? Like I said, we're human. We worry. It's part of our nature. You know, it's like my grandparents always used to say to me, we worry because we care. And we care a lot about a lot of things. And that's why we worry. So what do we do with this message from Christ that tells us not to worry? Because we obviously can't turn off our worry button. And so What if we look at this and think about what Jesus is saying in a different framework? What if we hear his words, not as shaming us for worrying, but instead as a message of comfort and and reassurance? You know, it helps me to think about this passage in terms of how I might talk with kids who are feeling scared or worried. I was a nanny for a long time. I worked in a daycare. I spent a lot of time working with kids. I'm not a parent myself yet, but I spent a lot of time with kids and especially as a pastor too, talking about what are their worries and their fears. And oftentimes they needed two things in those moments. They needed someone to listen and they needed reassurance. They needed someone to listen and some reassurance. And that is a huge part of what Jesus is doing here in his message. He's not shaming us for worrying. He is reassuring us. I know you have these needs. It's okay. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. He's reassuring us that we are loved and cared for. That God didn't just, you know, create the earth and then say, bye. Peace out. I don't care anymore. You're here. Do it yourself. No, God is here. God is with us. God is co-creating alongside of us. God has not forgotten. God is here with us now. Just listen to some of these verses again. You know, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly creator feeds them. Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. But God so clothed them in such beauty. Not even Solomon had that much glory and beauty. And we are so much more than these lilies of the field, than the birds in the air, according to what Jesus is saying here. Look how beautiful those lilies of the field are. And you are beautiful too, just as beautiful, if not more. Look at the birds of the air and how God provides for them. Look at how God clothes the grass and will not so much more God clothe us. These passages are all about how God knows our needs and cares for and loves us. How God remembers us always. And the amazing piece of it, too, is that we don't have to do a single thing to earn it. We don't have to do a single thing to earn God's love and God's care. Listen again to verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly creator feeds them. 
There is nothing we have to do at all to earn God's love and care. And that is amazing. It is amazing that God is with us and cares for us. As I I often do, I want to remind us too that there's often some privilege here. And when we start to talk about God providing for our needs, right? Because there are definitely people who don't have enough food on the table, who don't have enough shelter, don't have safety, don't have these basic needs. So I want to be careful here that God has not forgotten them at all. I spent a few months couch surfing with friends because I couldn't afford a place to live, essentially living out of my car. I always had a bed to sleep in thanks to an incredible community that I was able to reach out to. I understand what it's like to not have some kind of stability. And I can trust and know that God hadn't forgotten me in those moments. And so let's not forget the folks who do have to worry about the food on the table, who do have to worry about having clothing to wear, something warm in the winter or not so hot in the summer, having a clean pair of socks, right? These are privileges that so many of us don't have to worry about. So let's remember here that God has not forgotten any of us, but sometimes we have forgotten each other. So how can we, those who don't have to worry about those things, be the arms and the hands and the heart and the feet of Christ in the world, helping provide? How can we bring the kingdom of God near here and now as if it is in reach How can we make the world more equitable so that folks don't have to worry about what they're going to eat that day? We can be a part of that, which I think is beautiful. But I want all of us to hear this message about worry. When we feel worried, particularly about things that we have no control over, I think what Jesus wants for us is to trust in God's everlasting care, to know that it's okay to worry, it's human, but also notice where God is beckoning us to trust, saying, hey, I've got you. Even if it's not okay right now, I am faithful. I am here. I know your name. That God is saying, even in the midst of a storm, behind the clouds, the sun still shines. That no storm is eternal. No storm lasts forever. That eventually that storm will pass. And and if you're lucky, there will be a rainbow coming through that there are seasons to our lives. And this is the promise of God. This is what Jesus is reminding us of here. That God remembers us. That God is faithful even in the storm. And my friend, I encourage you when you find yourself worrying again, especially about those things that that you can't control, notice it. And then maybe write it down on a piece of paper and find a box or a jar you can put it in. I have one I call my God box and take that slip of paper and put it in the box or in the jar and say a little prayer in your heart. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be like, I'm giving it to you, God. It can be a simple little five word prayer. I'm giving it to you. And 
you can take it back out when you need to, when you need to wrestle with it or worry about it, but always, always put it back. Give it to God. My friend, God loves you so much. And so do I. Peace be with you. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.